selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? You know what? I just remember, Daryl, it was like summer just started like a month ago and here we are or one month into summer. Where the heck is time going right now? Unbelievable. It is, uh, it's so fun right now. And this is such a great time. We're having so much fun inside selling from the heart, interacting inside our insiders group, getting to know so many different people listening to the podcast. We've got exciting announcements coming up soon. But by the way, if you're new to the selling from the heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it selling from the heart. And Larry, you're absolutely right. Things are super hot right now. We've got incredible momentum going in this movement of authenticity in the sales profession. We've got a fantastic conversation queued up today. But as we begin, I just want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at BombBomb who are rehumanizing business. They're helping us get it done right now and keep these relationships uh, moving forward. As they always say, you know, there's so much faceless communication going on now, unfortunately, because people are hiding behind email and text that, you know, just just sticking your face in front of a camera, right? Your smartphone and bringing your voice to life is another huge way to connect with your clients and out in the marketplace. It's so critical right now. So as we begin today, we just want to share an encouraging word from our friend Ethan Butte on how we can put a face to faceless communications. And then we're going to dive into a wonderful conversation with a new friend. To sell from the heart is to rehumanize your business. Hi, my name is Ethan Butte, and along with my good friend Steve Passanelli, I co-authored Rehumanize Your Business. And when Larry and Daryl were kind enough to host me on the Selling from the Heart podcast to talk about Rehumanize, we were instantly connected. And it's because we have something very important in common, and I probably have it in common with you too, and that is a strong, strong preference for authenticity honesty and sincerity throughout the sales process. Not just hitting the number, but hitting the number in the right way, in a way that we can be proud of and in a way that makes our customers want to come back again and come back for more and come back with a friend or a referral or a recommendation as well, right? We want to sell from the heart and something that can help you do that, something that can help you connect and communicate with people in a way that allows them to feel your sincerity is bomb bomb. BombBomb allows you to reach out with videos instead of faceless digital communication. Simple webcam and smartphone videos in emails, in LinkedIn messages, in Slack messages, in text messages from Salesforce, from BombBomb, from Gmail, from our mobile app. So many different ways to do it. And it's all available to you. Two weeks, no credit card information required, absolutely free at BombBomb.com slash heart. That's B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B dot com slash heart. I know you'll enjoy it. And more importantly, I know that the people you reach out to will enjoy it as well. Try it free today. 
I got to give that a try. Take the bomb bomb challenge. Go to bombbomb.com slash heart and uh, send me a message. Send Larry a message. Most of all, send your prospects and your clients a message and let's connect with them during the summer and keep things moving forward. Part of keeping things moving forward, though, is bringing the energy. And today <laughs> we have got somebody that is going to coach us on how to bring the energy. Larry, we've got a corporate athlete. We've got a sales athlete in the house. So let's introduce our friend, Francois Lupien, all the way from Ontario, Canada. Francois, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Uh, it's so it's so good to see you. But bef before we get started, if everyone, we had to flip this around because before we started recording, I, as you all know, I normally introduce a guest and this Southern California guy cannot do a French Canadian <laughs> accent very well. So thank you, Daryl, for getting me off the hook and welcome, Francois. Well, welcome. Bienvenue, Francois. You know the question. <laughs> We're glad you're here. And you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. And that is this, Francois, Francois, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, I'm happy to be here. Number one, thank you so much for having me. And selling from the heart, what does it mean for me or to me or by me? Why am I saying all these words? As you can tell, well, you will. I am not very shy. And therefore, I like to communicate with people with enthusiasm. And I realize that an enthusiasm, when communicated effectively, would sell, quote unquote. But as I got into the sales industry and sales force and doing different changes in my lives and other people's life, I realized that how or what I was selling created some good feelings in my heart and some did not. And at a mm -hmm. very young age, I decided that if I was to sell anything, it would be a transference of feeling of good from my heart mm -hmm. to the other person's heart. And when I found to start that, it was a startling revelation to me. I found that when I did that, I didn't have to close as much. I didn't have mm. to close because it was my heart to their heart. And that feeling created psychic money, quote unquote, that often surpasses the commission earned from the sale. Does that make sense? Oh, I absolutely mm. love this because, you know, a lot of times we've heard, you know, some of the some of the comments that come back is transfer of emotion. But I love what you just said about transfer of feelings. Absolutely. So spot on, Daryl. Yeah, this is so good. And and I, I love what you said, Francois, about the reality is when you bring your heart to the situation, closing's easy because trust is established. And and uh, so, so good. Well, I'm glad to have you here today. And and you know, it's something from the heart. We're big fans of, of Stephen Covey. We're big fans of uh, private victory precedes public victory. And uh, one of the big things that's selling from the heart is part of that private victory. Yes, it's taking care of our hearts. Yes, it's taking care of our minds. But we've got to take care of our bodies as well. And so it is awesome to have a business athlete, a coach <laughs> to the highest performers here on the podcast today. And I'm curious, uh, when you think of this term business athlete, would you unpack that for us for a minute? Because that is a, probably a new term to a lot of people. Business athlete, what's that? Well, I'm happy that you asked. As you see in the corner, there's a, there's a gold medal. I'm a Canadian champion in Taekwondo. That's a martial arts. And uh, throughout my life, I was an quote unquote athlete in many, many things. And I realized that being an athlete requires discipline, dedication, 
being coachable. You have someone mm -hmm. that knows and they want to teach you how, and then you need to apply and guess this again and again and again. And once you do that, things get to be easier. Not that the task is easier, but that your ability to do it has increased. Therefore, it seems to be easier. Being a business athlete to me is a foundation that unfortunately school don't teach us. School tells you, ha, if you don't know the answer and you try to blurt out something and it's wrong, you'll be labeled as not good, maybe even dumb. And so we refrain from such things in even the corporate world. But when you think about an athlete, how do you get good at anything is because you practice and you get help from someone who knows they might not be better than you, but they actually know how to direct you in a position that is greater than what you're achieving right now. Being a business athlete is taking all that information, channeling it through you and through self-discipline, applying it again and again and again until you can quote unquote claim the gold medal or have gold medal results. Does that make sense? No, it, it absolutely yeah. does because in selling from the heart, and I love what you just said, because in selling from the heart, I've often, I love everything about sales, but I say things in a way just to get salespeople to think. And there's a sentence in, in selling from the heart that's this, and, it'll, and it touches on what you said. It's unfortunately salespeople are consistently inconsistent. Mm -hmm. when it comes to many facets of what they do. And it, it takes the discipline, but it takes that consistency. And that means doing things sometimes mm -hmm. when you don't feel like doing them. Would y'all agree? Absolutely. May, may I slip in something that differentiate <laughs> me from, from people? You know, people talk about time management. You know what? Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as time management. What? There's books and libraries written on this. Everybody's got 24 hours. But what we have is activity management. And when you manage your activities, and let's use some Covey material, and you put these activities as blocks into your schedule, and you do them regardless of you wanting to do it or not, forget about the feeling, you're an athlete. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. do it when it needs to be done. And by doing activity management, you will see that your ability to do it gets so good that you get to do less work and have way more results because you have discipline on doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done. So I'm a proponent of activity management and putting it into your agenda as immovables that you need to do day in, day out. And that also takes care of what I like to take care of is, is people have the roller coaster income in sales mm -hmm. because they're not consistent with the activities that they said they were going to do. And I'm sure it we'll reminds me. Yeah, I love that analogy. I love when um, Stephen Covey talks about the big rocks, right? You, salespeople say, I don't have time to prospect. I'm too busy. Uh, you know, <laughs> busy doing stuff. You're busy doing the little pebbles and sand. Put the big rocks in first and the, the little stuff will, will fall into place, right? Absolutely. That's so good. So when you think of, of the sales profession and you look at it through the perspective <clears throat> of an athlete, what are what are some of the activities that you think salespeople uh, are missing or salespeople fail to do consistently in your experience? Well, my experience or, or my vision of <laughs> what life is about because everybody's got different opinions. But for me, life happens, actually, there's three levels in life. Life happens to you, by you, or through you. The first one, it happens to me. That means you're a victim. 
you're reluctant you're reluctantly giving or actually you're giving everybody else a reason for what's happening in your life that's number mm -hmm. one and we know where these people land number two buy me let's make it happen i can make it happen and so a lot of people that are successful are using the buy me but the challenge with this is that you burn out you're always doing it by me the third level which is one which we should all aspire to is through me and by that i mean there's abundance all around us are we allowing it to flow through us or are we just saying no no it's just me i'm making this happen it's all me i've learned and so therefore two things that i'm thinking of is that we need to take care of ourselves both physically and mentally spiritually also as you wish but we need to take care it's men sane in corpore sano latin that says it's a, a healthy body and a healthy spirit we need mm -hmm. to have both of them so if you don't take care of yourself how can you serve others so discipline of personal learning on self every day is a must as a foundation and then the other things that need to be done we need to fill our pipeline so we need to talk to people so there's prospecting that needs to be done and then after that we need to follow up in a good way with people and basically if you just do those three things religiously no pun intended your life will change dramatically that you have those big rocks of taking care of yourself so you can serve others better and then having those activities that are immovable they will fill in your pipeline constantly and constantly and you will experience some great growth into whatever it is that you're doing does that make sense no, it, it does. And, and I want to go back to something. I want to peel one of these back because it's near and dear to me. But I think this is where where a lot of salespeople struggle with. And quite frankly, I think people in general is this inner work. And I want to go back to the, you know, the self-care. And then I'm going to I'm going to rephrase it a different way, almost like a self-help or a self-preventative maintenance checklist. Because quite often we have no issues being proactive with how we do preventative maintenance, maybe on our homes, on our automobiles, on things that are near and dear to us. But oftentimes, when's the last time we've looked inward and done the checklist on ourselves to do preventative maintenance on the inner part of who we are? I think this is the toughest thing for a lot of people to grasp. It is. It is very tough, uh, but it's essential. And actually, I did some research. And uh, that's it comes out to salespeople that generate $100,000 or less per year have zero high level paid coaches. Zero, zero. Uh, my friend helps me, the company helps me. But and I'm not talking about high level paid coaches, I'm talking about 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 coaches. People that are from 100 to 250 have one high level paying coach, 250 to half a million, two. High level coaches, half a million to a million, four, five, and six high level coaches. And I've seen that repeated again and again. And the mistake, uh, Larry, they were saying that we, we, we don't take care of ourselves enough, that many, many people do says, when I make the money, then I'll get the coach. When I get the 250, then mm -hmm. I'll get the coach. That's the wrong way of looking at it. You need to take care of yourself first. When you plant the seed, you need to nourish it if you want it to grow. If you don't nourish it, it's not going to grow. Not because the seed is not good, because you didn't take care of it. So we are, in essence, a seed. Are we taking care of it? Are we nurturing it? Are we putting a tutor? If we're going crooked, we need to put a tutor to put it straight. This is constant, 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 never-ending 
uh, improvement, Kanai, from Tony Robbins. We need to do this each and every day. So we're better equipped to serve people from the heart. Oh, so good. Oh. I love I love that perspective, though. You know, Francois, when you think about, like, as salespeople, we, we're relational. We know that relationships are critical. We we invest in relationships with our clients, with our prospects, and all of that. But part of this relational dynamic of success is also having people that are coaching us and people that are are looking in relationally and they're able to spot things that we just can't spot. Uh, you know, I just I just think about the watching a golf tournament and and the preparation that goes into that golf tournament. You've got guys that are looking at Phil Mickelson and they're saying, hey, man, um, you know, you should consider doing this a little differently. Now, Phil Mickelson could say, who are you to tell me? <laughs> you know, I'm, the best. I'm I, you know, I've, I've won the Masters. I've won the U.S. Open. I, who are you to tell me? Well, but we can do that as sales, too. And we can say, I don't need that. Well, yeah, you do. You know, and it's that humility um, to be able to say that relationships are important, not just on a client level, but I also need coaches, uh, people that can feed and invest into my life if I want to be a high performance athlete. So strong. Absolutely. No coach in your corner. You're not as efficient as you can be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, Daryl, you know what this reminds me of is just recently, Francois, we had Ryan Blair, who was my very first coach and mentor at the age of 40. Right. So this goes back a little bit ago <laughs> and we start and we peeled back the coaches as well. I think he said, Daryl, he's got like eight or nine different coaches based right. on what he wants to accomplish and what his goals are. Totally interesting. I have three. Yeah. Three different coaches, high paying coaches. Yes. What are you getting? What types of areas are you getting coached in currently? I'm just curious. Actually, the best one is Bob Proctor. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, Bob is the king of kings. And take out your wallet because. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you get what you pay for, basically, is, is one of the things. And you talk about what are you getting coached on? I'll, I'll answer by 95% of your success is mindset and 5% is skill set. And we're going to argue this. So it doesn't really matter. You need skill set and you need mindset. But unless you have a bigger mindset, doesn't matter the skill set that you have. Mm -hmm. Because you can be verbatim. Actually, Bob says that to all of us. When <laughs> he says, you guys can say the things that I say better than I can. All of you. You're more articulate, better looking. And he makes fun out of this. He says, but no one can deliver as much as I do because you know the stuff and he points here and he says i know the stuff yeah and that's the difference from the heart when he speaks from the heart he moves mountains and that's a big difference that's why i was so excited selling from the heart this is great <laughs> and so having coaches that help us do this then also how many salespeople are leaving money on the table because they are not and look at this word, enrolling people into their program. I didn't say close. I say enroll people or enlist people with them. How much money is lost because of that? Hmm. And that is because the process that they have is not refined. I practice my sales presentation three to five days a week all the time. And now I, can I give a tip to people? Can I do that? Mm -hmm. Of course. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, lean and, in, and everybody. Salespeople here, this turned it in a dime so fast. We're talking about selling from the heart. So selling from the heart, we need to make sure that we understand what's happening in the other person's life, in his mind and his heart, and find out the challenges that they have so now we can serve them. When we're selling, it's no longer about us. It's 100% about them. And then we're focused on them 100%, and we find out exactly what it is that they want. Now check this next sentence. The key to making it happen is to get emotionally involved with their desire. Get emotionally involved with what it is that they want. And that will make you speak from the heart, the heart and the transference of feeling that you'll get will make them feel that you have their best interest at heart. No pun intended. Now, the little skill here is as follows. Never ask for people to join whatever you do whenever they're in a slump. What do I mean by this? Bring them to the future pacing of the benefits of owning the product or service that you have. And once you see them this way going, yes, then you say, so are you up for doing this? Are you ready to do this? Only then, because if they're down here and it says, well, I, I don't know about this, is you want to do this? Uh, no, I don't. But if you bring them high through imagination, using the imagination and the feelings of the wish fulfilled, them being now in possession of the things that will change their lives, and you see literally their eyes going like this, now is the time to say, so are you for doing this? I can guarantee you, you don't need to close people. They will enlist. If that makes any sense, try it. You'll be surprised at the results. Oh, I'm, I geek I, I'm geeking out, Daryl. I'm totally geeking out right now. I mean, I, first of all, I can hear you talk all day long when you talk about selling from the heart. So thank you very much. Uh, but Daryl, you know, this is what I want. I want to unpack this some more if we can, because um, this came natural to me. And I think a lot of times, a lot of salespeople, though, um, it may come natural in terms of how they think and all that. There's certain things that prevent them from doing this. And I think a lot of times in where I'm going with this and just follow along for just a moment is I'm a big believer that people are products of their environment and salespeople are products of their environment and how they were raised. And though it may come natural for myself or Daryl or, or for Francois to bring emotion and transfer a feeling, it's not for a lot of salespeople. And a lot of times Daryl and I will get this, Francois, all this stuff sounds wonderful, right? I can relate to it. And now I'm going to fill it in with all the reasons why we can't do this, right? we got to chase revenue. we got to make sales right now. All this means is this is going to start delaying things. Do you know where I'm going with this, Daryl? Because we get this all the time. So how do you combat that? Myself? Yeah, I'd just be curious. Yeah, no, and, and one of the things that happened is when we're in school, we have the report card syndrome, which is you come home and you have a C, and then you come home and your parent looks at you, hey, are you dumb? You have a C, what's going on? And so, but that C on the report card is just a snapshot of something that happened weeks ago. It's got nothing to do with your potential. It is a snapshot of something that happened. And unfortunately, we let the past results control what we think we can do. The solution on this is to say, okay, this happened. Am I happy with this? No, I'm not. So now I need to do something about it. Now look at me. I'm very visual. Okay, so now what is it that I want? 
What is it that I want? And now I focus all my energy on that. By doing so, I'm no longer split in between, oh, I hate this and I want this. And that ambivalence is what kills us, drains us, makes us sleepless nights, have ulcers for those of you that have, makes you lose your hair. <laughs> because you're splitting yourself on two things. You have to stop it. Stop it. If this is not what you want, don't focus on this anymore and focus on what you want. And when you're doing this, you will be inspired of new actions to take, new people to call. And those things will be 100% in your field of vision rather than being split in between two results that you don't like. We're doing it to ourselves. We have to stop it. Focus on what you want, if that makes sense. Stop it. I love it. Great. If, hey, you know, as you're saying that this um, looking towards the past versus looking towards the future, I just want to I had this aha moment of how many times in sales have we we've been taught and coached other people to go find the pain. You got to find the pain. We got to get the pain and exploit the pain. What about the potential? What about the future? What about, and this is where I think we're, we love having uh, leadership experts on the Selling from the Heart podcast and in our insiders group. And because I believe that sales is leadership in terms of influencing and casting vision for a better future, not just exploiting the pain of that C report card in the past. And this transfer of emotion is there. I think for so many salespeople though, we were taught to transfer negative emotion, right? Yeah. Put them in the pain rather than bring them into, into the potential. And wow, thanks for the aha moment, Francois. But, but Daryl, as you say this, it's, it's, you're right that focusing on the pain is just part of the equation. That's why people struggle is they stay there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that we understand what that pain is. And once we have that pain is, then we need to build a bridge in between where they are and where they want to go. I'm trying to see the, the screen there, <laughs> where they are, and where they want to right. go. And so there's, there's a bridge and, and people say, well, there's a ditch and I don't want to go in that ditch. Our role is to build a bridge and building that bridge and then making them walk on that bridge is coming back to what I said in their imagination. When the problem is solved, when, when the thing that they desire is now happening, now you focus on that. And that's what creates a better relationship. Who wants to be with a sourpuss all the time saying, all right, it's bad, it hurts, it's I like, go away. But if you say, hey, we've assessed this, and then we're talking about, and sorry, I'm a Frenchman. <laughs> I don't know if that was appropriate, but anyways, it came out. And so if it's something that is good and we like that, then we want more of each other. And therefore, we can serve each other and have that relationship that keeps building again and again. Absolutely. No, I, I, hey, Daryl, I love this because we oftentimes say in Selling from the Heart, Francois, that, that heartfelt professionals are relational bridge builders. Mm -hmm. And you're, re you're really bridging, you're helping to close the gap and build the bridge on a lot of this for us. So thank you. My yeah. Thanks well, the correct me. word, uh, Larry, is merci. And uh, we'll te teach <laughs> yeah. Larry some French at some point. Hey, Francois, I just I just want to say a huge thank you for sharing time with us today. You're a true friend of Selling from the Heart. One last thought? Yes, I was just going to ask. Oh, I, I was going to I was going to have one more question as well. So we'll go a little bit over, Daryl. Sorry. OK, keep it is rolling. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For salespeople, a lot of time when there is a dissonance, meaning the client or the prospect is not thinking like we are. And so we might get on the defensive now and want to convince. I'm going to yes. show something to you that's going to change your life forever. 
If I tell you there is nothing written on this thing, there's nothing written on it. The more I point to this and I tell you there's nothing written on this, what are you saying? What are you talking about? There's something written on it, correct? Correct. But I'm saying, but there's nothing written on this. Now look at this. This is what I was seeing. Ah. You were seeing this. I was seeing that. Now the lesson. It is therefore possible for two individuals to look at the same thing and say the opposite and both are right. Stop judging people. If someone doesn't think the way you think, start asking a question. And this is the question to ask. What information do you have, Larry and Daryl, that leads you to believe that there's something written on it? See, now I'm, I'm selling from the heart. I'm respectful mm -hmm. of what's going on with you guys. And you tell me it's because I see letters. Where do you see them? Then he says, turn it. And I go, whoa. And as I do that, you go, well, there was nothing. So now we're both edified. And this is something that salespeople, we would love to sell. We like to sometimes even convince people, don't do that. Find out where they're at. And if they don't understand the way that you talk, ask questions. What information do you have that leads you to believe that what you're saying is true? And the next thing you know, we're building bridges instead of building walls. And you're going to see your sales skyrocket from that sense. Make sense? Mm. Oh, it, it's so good. Hey, just one, la one last thing, because we've, we've touched on a couple of people's names here. Yeah. Um, We've talked about Bob Proctor. We've talked about Tony Robbins and we've talked about Stephen Covey. And I know that you've studied alongside, you know, all of them. If there is a couple words that it just encapsulates who they are and what they bring to, to people, what would those be? I'm just curious as we end the podcast. Share things that matter with people who care. You'll transfer their world and yours. I love oh, it. Oh, love it. So bingo. Francois, we got a new friend here at Selling from the Heart. I'm so glad to meet you, and I'm so glad we got to share uh, share some life with you today, and we look forward to uh, getting to know you more. This has been a real treat. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and honor to be here. Awesome, awesome. Larry, what oh, an incredible wow. conversation. I am I'm so inspired, and uh, this, this has got so many action items. Where do we? How do you pick an action item to sum this one up? Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, almost go back. I'd say rewind this whole thing and rewind it again and listen to it again and listen to it again. But I love the how it was just opened with the whole what's selling from the heart and the transfer of feelings. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love that. And then I, I love the whole relational aspect of this about building bridges. And, and I would just, you know, I, I get people to think, I'll throw back your way, Daryl, is what are we doing as sales professionals to build those relational bridges with our clients, with our future clients, and even out in the marketplace. Well, and you think about that relational bridge, that bridge is there for the transfer of emotion. And I was thinking about this whole, you know, looking at the past, looking at the C on the report card, thinking about, you know, salespeople, how we want to, uh, you know, say, where's the pain? Find the pain. What keeps you up at night? That's great, but we got to cross the bridge to what the potential is and what gets you out of bed in the morning. Um, with a better life. So I think this uh, this question I want to challenge everyone with is, is how can we build more effective relational bridges that transfer feeling and transfer emotion? Um, there's so much here. And I think this is going to be a topic for discussion going forward. I'm sure we're going to talk about it in our insiders group. And by the way, if you'd like to join a group of like-hearted sales professionals who are dedicated to being genuine, authentic, adding real value, who 
believe in selling from the heart, you owe it to yourself to come hang out at at least one selling from the heart insiders group. Uh, just message me or Larry, we'll get you a free ticket in the door to one of our, our sessions. It's just so valuable uh, hanging out with this mastermind of other like-hearted people. So check that out, sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Also a uh, huge shout out once again to our friends at Bomb Bomb. Thank you for all the tools and the training that you're providing us to add a face to faceless communications. And Larry, I'd say until next week, let's keep being genuine. Let's keep being authentic. Keep adding real value, build relational bridges. And most of all, thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.